0: this morning I'll be talking on the topic that I've tagged a heart that is truly prepared for restoration a heart that is truly prepared for restoration now one area God wants us to pay attention to this morning is the state of our heart like I said earlier the Word of God had gone forth for us this year and is a seed that is running ahead of us, is running with us and one thing I want us to understand is that that seed of the promise of God we know what that promise is in Joel chapter two, from verse either eighteen downwards, I'll pick from twenty three to twenty seven. That is our watchword for this year, and I know by now a lot of us will know that scripture offhand. We've been praying with it, we've been working with it, we've been doing all manner of things with it. And um, one thing I want us to understand this morning is that the seed of the word of God is that promise that God has sent ahead of us and concerning that promise the devil cannot do anything about it not no no demon no devil can distort the promise of God for our lives and the sower of this seed is also God God watches over his word the Bible says he watches over his word to perform it so for the seed of the word of God that has gone ahead of us for the sower of the seed of that word there's nothing that can be done about it the devil cannot do anything about it however there's an element of our heart that is very 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 important in ensuring that that word of God come to pass in our lives and that's what we'll be dwelling on a little bit this morning praise the Lord praise the living Jesus now the devil understood the importance of our heart In ensuring that the promise of God comes to pass in our lives he understood the fact that the Bible says with the heart you believe but he says with the mouth what confession is made unto salvation so the element of that belief he wants to ensure that he he does everything to make sure that the seed of the Word of God does not take a deep root in your heart you know before there can be confession and great manifestation of the promise of God there must be an element of belief So he knows the only area he can actually manipulate that promise is the area of your heart. And that's why the Bible says, uh, 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 it's a scripture that when I was going through it, I was just like, oh, yeah, the the, the devil understands what he's saying. And it's in the book of Psalm 11 verse 2. Psalm 11 verse 2. If we can please project that for me. It says, for look, the wicked bend their bow. It says they make ready their arrow on the string that they may shoot secretly at the upright in heart. I will read the message translation. It says the evil bows are bent wicked arrows aimed to shoot under the cover of darkness at every heart that is open to God. So the truth is the devil will not go after people that their heart are not open to God. And when I mean that your heart is open to God, I'm talking about a heart that has been regenerated, a heart that Jesus has touched, a heart that has an, had an encounter with Jesus. So the devil knows that there's nothing he can do about the word of God that comes from God. He can attack God, but he can do something about the seed or the soil on which the, the word is supposed to be fruitful or is supposed to you know, emerge from and that's why three things from that scripture that caught my attention is number one it says the devil and his cohort are ever ready to shoot the, uh, the arrow at every given opportunity so they don't need to come up to fashion you know their weapons they don't need to pre- they don't need to like okay let's gather our army the army is already gathered they are prepared already they're just waiting for opportunities to shoot the arrow and the second thing about that scripture is they say the arrow is shot secretly, discreetly. So you might not understand when the arrow comes. You just take it as a normal thing. Oh, I have just lost my job. Oh, that's great. But what comes after that? I'm depressed. The arrow is actually not you losing your job, it's the depression that comes after. Because the devil understands that when your heart is clouded with that depression, There's nothing, no amount of the word of God that comes there that can penetrate. And that's when you begin to wonder, has God forgotten me? Has God, does God really, is he mindful of me? And a lot of questions begin to come up in your heart. And the third thing he says, he only shoots at people that are upright in heart. People that their heart are open to God. Praise the living Jesus. So I was talking about the seed of the word of God. If you look at what the the, the, uh, the parable of the uh, the sower in Matthew chapter 13 from verse 18 to 23 I'm just going to dwell quickly on the outcome of the soil which is our heart the Bible says the sower went and sowed the seed God has sown the seed of restoration that is our word that is our watchword that's what we should drink that's what we should eat or through this year he has sown that seed it's gone ahead of us and the sower itself is God but he says there are four categories of people or there are four categories of hearts that receive the word He says the first category are the seed that fell among the wayside or along the path or along the wayside now this one the devil does not really you know bother so much about this because the bible says they don't understand like the bible says the things of the of the kingdom they are foolishness to those that are perishing so they don't have an understanding of what God is saying The pastor has come up here to say, this is what God is saying for us this year. It's a year of restoration and we begin to wonder, what is he saying? He doesn't understand what the economy is saying. He doesn't understand. So for such people, the devil knows that the only thing he needs to do is just to remove that seed of the world from their heart. And that's it. And like I said earlier, when we talk about restoration, it starts from your heart as a choice. So you can decide to take in the word of God. You can decide to take in the promise of God. So for those ones, the word does not even have a root at all. It doesn't even, like it doesn't see the light of the day. It's gone. Now the second and the third categories are actually where most of us, including myself, actually fall into. He said there are some that receive the, 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 the seed on rocky ground. And this set of people, look at what the Bible says. If you look at Matthew chapter 13 downward, uh, from verse 18 downward, it says they received the word with joy they are excited about the word god has said it i believe it i claim it it is my portion but by the time we walk out of the door of this auditorium reality is setting into our heart and we begin to wonder oh yeah god has said it i receive it but can it be true the bible says because those words does not have deep root in them what happens you know it dies It fades away. And the third category says they are the ones that fell among what? Among thorns. It says the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of the devil will not allow those seed to grow. And what I would paraphrase to mean is the reality of the time we live in will not allow those words to grow in our hearts. Now, the last category which we all know is the seed that fell on good ground. The Bible says it's fruitful. It it multiplied and it brings forth food. Now, the devil strikes. Sometimes his attacks look so inconsequential at first. Like I said, yeah, you lost your job. But what comes after? An overwhelm of depression. And what you will actually be attacking is the loss of job but the arrow of the devil is actually the arrow of depression for you to be able to it clouds your sense of judgment and when the Word of God is coming it is it, 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 like a brick there's an illustration that I, that I, 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 I found out and I put forth I don't know if um, you'll be able to help me project that, that the one with the heart now we receive the love of God as children of God. And when those arrow comes to our heart. Yeah, that same one sir. No, not this one, the first one sir. Yeah, when those arrow comes in upon our heart, when it shoots those arrow. This is like an example of what happens. It begins to cover our heart with breaks. Now, if you can see that love portion, it's actually the love of God. But because those things coming so mightily and they are beginning beginning to you know solidify in our heart it begins to cover the love of God that we once you know experienced that we once run with that we are so excited about and so when the Word of God comes with his promises the bricks will bounce those words back praise the Lord so it doesn't matter it's not it's not that we are not Christians because those emotions are real those feelings are actually reality they are the reality of lives but the truth is the bible says you should guard your heart with all diligence because what it says out of it comes the issue of life so you don't have control over those arrows coming but you have control over what it does to your heart you don't have control over you know the devil's going in the secret to shoot those arrows but you have control over what comes out of it praise the living Jesus and that's just the little thing that I want to point our attention to this morning I pray that the Lord will open our eyes in the name of Jesus so like I said of, oftentimes when the devil strikes his attacks look so so unharmful they are like harmless little arrows that can do no damage but before you know it they begin to expand and that's why the bible says you should be careful so that you put on the shield of faith that you might be able to do what quench the very darts of the uh, enemy praise the living jesus you know something very very little happened to me over the week this week at work and it's like a little replica of actually what the devil can do i have um, like a lady in my in my office she's part of the management team but she has a very difficult attitude so every new person that comes in into the team is either you quit because because of her or you have issues with her but by the grace of god when i joined that team god gave me unusual favor and it it got to a, a stage that even when the manager wants to talk to her he will walk up to me to say i know you can talk to this person this person listens to you so can you try To just talk to this person about this and this and this and sometimes this week I walked into the into you know my workplace and um, usually when you do something over the week uh, like yesterday it will be audited the next day so she actually audited one of the things that I did and when I saw the outcome of that audit I was so hungry I like I became so mad that oh she's starting to pick on me too and instead of sitting where I was supposed to sit I went You know to the back office and I just sat there I started doing some other things and when I sat down the the Spirit of God just ministered to me to say okay go pick that paper again go over it again and you know what I did was just to pick up the paper I was just like okay she started picking on me no problem I just put the paper down and I went back to that paper and I discovered that I actually made like a, a mistake that she fixed but obviously she was supposed to do her audit and all that so God, uh, you know, the Spirit of God now ministered to be that if you know that if you have not gone back to that paper, you also would have op- formed an opinion about this lady and that's how your relationship will actually deteriorate. And I gathered my things. I was just like, I'm so sorry. I went back to her to say, I saw this and thank you for fixing that and all that. And what am I saying in excess? There are arrows. And if at that moment I was not able to recognize the fact that It was an arrow that was shot at my heart to have a heart against her. I wouldn't have been able to mend or restore that relationship. It is my prayer this morning that no matter what, no matter how small, no matter how minute we think those arrows are, the grace and the, the power to be able to recognize them, the Lord will release upon us in the name of Jesus. So the devil shot those arrows at our heart what it does is actually to cover the love of the father is actually to cover the promise of god for our lives you begin to see those situations you begin to see those circumstances and you begin to wonder but god has said it why is it not happening in my life praise the living jesus and my my admonition this morning is that please pay attention to your heart don't allow those arrows to settle in they block the promise of God they block you from actually believing the promise of God and this morning i'm just going to quickly look at a few of those arrows and examples of how people actually dealt with those arrows in the bible and the first arrow that i'm going to talk about this morning is the arrow of discouragement brethren it is real discouragement can come from anything it can come from what you have done in the past or what has happened to you you have tried over and over again and you're failing in that area and it is normal for you to feel discouraged it will happen because of a loss that has happened in your life it is normal for you to feel discouraged and we see that happen in the in the life of David in first Samuel chapter 30 the Bible says he came back and he met the whole village has been cutted away including his wives and all that and the Bible says he was depressed he, he was it he, he was an emotion that was human it was normal but the Bible says David took a step forward. It says he encouraged himself in the Lord, and beyond that, he, he called like the prophet to say, "Okay, bring uh, the priest, bring the effort. Let's see what to do." So he wasn't dwelling just on that discouragement. The Bible says he encouraged himself in the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. And I begin to look at the life of David. It is starts at that point. You remember when, God, when um, Jesse told him to take you know food to his brothers at the battlefield and Goliath in first Samuel chapter 17 was like torturing the children of Israel and, all that, and the army of God the Bible says he was like okay I can do this and his brothers were like are you out of your mind what have you come here to do they try to discourage him but one thing that stood out for me in that scripture was the fact that David was harmed with a testimony of a past victory. And that was why he was able to overcome that discouragement. People of God, whatever you have gone it, you have gone through in the time past, there are weapons in your hand. Those victories, those little, little victories, they are weapons to guide you against any discouragement that can come your way because if, can, if he can do it yesterday he's able to do it today and he will still do it tomorrow and I pray that that will be our portion in the name of Jesus so the next step that David took in that scripture is very crucial he inquired of the Lord and he met with the favor of God praise the living Jesus so no matter what arrow of discouragement the devil can shoot your way people of God you have the capacity Like David said, if God can help me to deal with the bear and the lion, he can help me to deal with Goliath. If God can help you to deal with that boss that is so, you know, very, very difficult. He can help you to deal with that loss of job. If God can help you to deal with that loss of job, God can help you to deal with the loss of the loved one or whatever you are going through because it is the same spirit of God that comforted you that time that is still with you praise the living Jesus number two arrow that I'm going to talk about today is the arrow of heart and this is very 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 important to us as children of God even among husbands and wives the arrow of heart I was looking at the life of Joseph Joseph had every leg of right to be bitter against his brothers, he had every right to be bitter against everyone that has wronged him because he, he, he didn't do anything wrong. It was just his dream that he was tra- trying to share with others. But the Bible says, even in the midst of all that, you know, when he was going to reveal himself to his brethren, in Genesis chapter forty-five, from verse one, the scripture says he had to tell every outsider to just get out of the room and the Bible says he cried do you do you want to imagine what was going through the mind of Joseph when he was crying he probably was remembering the heart how they threw him into the well how they removed him and sold him into slavery and what came after all that how Potiphar's wife tried to you know ruined his life how he was thrown into prison he had every leg right just like you might have every right to be to, to you know to feel that hurt towards your, your spouse your spouse might might have messed up he, might, he or she might have betrayed you your in-laws might have hurt you so much you might have that leg right to hold that hurt but don't forget the Bible says the devil shoots in the secret when he was going to come to Eve what did he do he was in a subtle way so if you identify those arrows as actually arrows from the enemy you will know that you're not even doing your in-laws or your spouse good you're doing yourself good because for me as for me and my house and I know that as for all of us in this assembly we want to enjoy the fullness of God and because the devil knows he can't do anything about the Word of God he wants to come in a subtle way So for you to be able to actually embrace the promise of God for your life, people of God, we have to let go. The Bible says Joseph cried, but what did he do after? He went through that and turned it around and it was just like, Oh yeah, you did do that to me. You betrayed me. You hurt me. I was so emotionally down, but do you know what? God is turned it around for your good. And if we have that perspective if we have that frame of mind that for everything we go through it's for a purpose the scripture says all things work together for good for them they love God and accord according to his purpose so you're going through that that particular situation for a purpose and if you have that understanding you won't allow that heart to linger on yeah you want your marriage to be restored back but sisters you have to let go my brother, you have to let go, let go, and let God. His promise this year is that He's going to restore our homes to His original, in fact, beyond His original state. You have enjoyed the love of your husband. You have enjoyed the love of your wife. You have enjoyed the good things of life, but the devil has attacked in a way, and you are this, you, you are like a barrier, not allowing God to restore that home because you are holding onto that heart. The heart will not do any good. What it's going to do is not going to shorten the hand of God. It's going to restrict you from actually enjoying the promise of God in its fullness. I know it's hard because if, if it was easy for Joseph, he, he didn't need to cry. He just needed to come out to say, okay, this is me. You sold me into slavery, but I'm here now. I'm the prime minister of, um, of Egypt. But the bible says he did what he was emotional he cried for some of us probably what's that step you need to take is just to go somewhere and cry it out just allow God allow God to reach out to you in that area of life and allow God to restore you and i pray that for every home this morning experiencing hurt in any form the spirit of the Lord will restore us back in the name of Jesus number three arrow that I'm going to talk about this morning is the arrow of sorrow the arrow of sorrow Anna will be a very good example for for us to you know for for her to be able to to express how she felt the Bible says day and night she was being tormented in her home because of what she did not have i don't know what you're going through i don't know what you're aspiring to have and it has become a burden it has become like a hole in your heart full of sorrow you're beginning to wonder god when will this be even the word of alkanah couldn't suit her but there was a time she decided to take you know a step further she went forth The Bible says like like every other time she went to Shiloh but this time she went somewhere to pour out her heart to God and when Eli was going to ask her woman are you drunk she said no I'm a woman of so much sorrow and this is what I'm trying to explain express to God now in the book of Psalm 23 verse 1 popular um, scripture the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want the Bible says he maketh me lie down in green pastures but he got to a time that he leads me beside the still water. What has he gone there to do? To restore my soul. Brethren, if our heart is so heavy, there are times we can't face what is ahead of us. If our, if, if our heart has been clouded by the, re, the so-called reality of life. The Bible says the shepherd led the sheep by the still water to restore him. So that when he's beginning to stand in the valley of the shadow of death he will fear no evil because his heart is completely with God praise the living Jesus so for for, for Hannah maybe the still waters is that place at the corner of the temple where she needs to open up to God and just cry out to God to say God see this is me if you don't do this then i am nobody but God sent the man of God to her because God saw that that sorrow in her and she was able to open up to God praise the Lord In the case of Job we understood that you know whatever happened around Job there were so many arrows coming from left to right loss even what's from the wife, words from friends but in all of it if you look at the life of Job the Bible says he was even rep- replying the friends see even if I have done anything bad to God I still know that this God is my God He it I know it my Redeemer liveth, it even if my bones are broken that is a man that has guarded his heart so much not to allow the arrows of the enemy despite the circumstances around him despite what he had gone through praise the living Jesus so people of God this its reality is real but what do you do with those things when they come and that's why the Bible says guard your heart with all diligence and another version says with all vigilance he says because out of it come the issues of life praise the Lord a man of God says the state of your heart determines the direction of your life so if, if your heart is filled with bitterness, if it's filled with sorrow, the direction of your life will turn towards that. No matter what the love of God is saying towards you, you won't be able to believe it. Praise the living Jesus. And I'm just going to go through three more arrows quickly. And um, we'll take time to pray this morning. Number four arrow is the arrow of guilt. The arrow of guilt. Yeah, you know the situation that you're just in. You know it. You know it yourself is what I've done. That has brought me here but people of God the word of God has gone ahead of God this year the mercy of God is in place for you remember the story of the woman that was caught in adultery what did Jesus say where are your accusers He says if, there are, if, if there's none to accuse you I have not condemned you too and that's why the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 1 he says there is therefore now no condemnation for them that are in Christ Jesus says for those that walk after the Spirit of God understood perfectly well your situation is because it's what you have brought yourself into but the mercy of God the Bible says the mercy of God rejoices over judgment all you need to do to come out of that situation is just to acknowledge what you have done and run back to God the Bible says when Jacob ran because of what we know what he did he ran the mother aided him he ran away but it got to a time that God had to tell him it's time for you to go back but because of the guilt what did he do first of all he you know prioritize you know his life in in the order of importance okay you that you are there you are not so much important so if Esau destroys you no problem i will take that as like a reward of what i've done but do you know what struck struck me in that scripture i just wanted to look at that scripture briefly in genesis chapter 32 genesis chapter 32 and i'll read from verse 9 and it says and jacob said o god of my father abraham and the god of my father isaac the lord which said unto me return unto thy country that was his word of restoration God wanted him to return back and claim his inheritance but because of what he has done and God gave him a word to say I will deal well with thee but because of that arrow of guilt the devil kept reminding him of what he did to Esau and he had made up his mind okay even if he's going to kill everybody at least the last set of people he will kill is Rachel which is my beloved and all But the most important thing is that the Bible says over the night he had an encounter with God and in that encounter he struggled with God and God and and, you know the angel of God is I want to believe that Jacob was a man of wisdom and he was just like okay this is the situation I'm in but until I am sure that this is God and this is what God is saying I will not let you go and the scripture recorded that his name was changed from a sur- supplanter to the beloved of God I don't know what your guilt has covered you with but the mercy of God is reaching out to you this morning to say that it is not over yet God is mindful of you you just have to you know take a stock of where you are falling and rise up again And that's why Micah Micah says, even if I fall over and over again, I will rise. And that is what God is telling someone this morning. Forget about whatever has happened. It is time for you to rise again. Because God is going to restore you in the name of Jesus. The fifth arrow is the arrow of unbelief. The arrow of doubt. The arrow of unbelief. A lot of us fall into this category you're wondering this promise is so big I remember when um, one of our daddies was ministering he was talking about if your vision is is not large enough that you might compromise and you're wondering pastor is just saying God is not going to just restore us to where we were originally he's even going to be better I don't see that happen in Calgary it's so big and you begin to doubt it but don't forget, like I said, they are subtle arrows of the devil. The Bible says in James chapter 1, it says, A man that doubts is unstable in all his ways. He can't receive anything from God. And that's the understanding that the man, you know, that man that his son was afflicted with uh, the mute spirit, that was the understanding that he had when Jesus was saying, Oh, why are you so faithless when he was talking to people around him and when the boy was you know manifesting in Mark chapter 9 from verse 23 to 24 the bible says the man shouted out help my unbelief maybe that's what one of us need to shout out this morning lord your promise is there i know your words cannot be broken it is what the word of god is saying but god i'm finding it difficult to believe help me help my unbelief I pray that this morning every element of doubt in our heart the Lord will remove in the name of Jesus and the last arrow I'm going to talk about this morning is the arrow of fear the arrow of fear and I'm putting this last because you know the life of Elijah is, is a, a, as powerful as Elijah was starting from you know first king chapter 17 when he came out from nowhere to declare that the heavens will be closed there won't be rain and this is the same man that after making that declaration God told him go hide in a brook and God was constantly supplying his need and after some time God told him it's time to come out of that place go show yourself to you know the king and this is what and this is a man that stood before 450 prophets of Baal to proclaim God alone And the Bible says he defeated them and and he executed all of them and look at the victory that God by his hand used him alone to do and now just because of a threat from a woman the Bible says he was afraid of his life and he ran I don't know the kind of fear and like I said earlier on Whatever victory you have in the past is a weapon in your hand. It's a weapon of warfare for you to be able to combat any arrow the devil might bring your way. You have not gone through that situation just for going through it alone. It is to equip you for what is greater ahead of you that is coming. And the Bible says he hid himself, not just hiding himself alone. He began to pray that God should kill him, enough is enough. And God told him, You are not done yet. And at that point, the Bible says, He gave him, you know, he fed him. And he went in the in the in the in, in the strength of that food for days. People of God, the turning point for Elijah was that retreat in the wilderness. The turning point for Anna was that corner of the temple. Where, he or she, where she met with God. I don't know where your turning point is this morning. But you know where you're supposed to go. You know what you're supposed to do. You know that thing that is struggling with the promise of God in your heart. You know that thing that is competing with that promise that has gone ahead of you. It's a personal thing and that's why the Bible talks about your heart. It's not about the general, God is so, is, is, so, is so awesome, he has given us the general promise. But for you to make it individual, you have to run with that promise. And you have to ensure that every that of the enemy is what is defeated. And I pray this morning, that as the Lord lives and his spirit lives, every harrow, no matter how deep they had gone into our heart, morning the word of God and the mercy of God will speak in place of them in the name of Jesus and the Lord will restore us back in the name of Jesus people of God is real we were talking in in um, Friday sorry Sunday school this morning we were talking about the what fear does to you the Bible says in the book of 1st John chapter 4 verse 18 it says fear torments it brings worry it brings BP, ibp it brings all kinds of things. Why would you want to go through all that? When you have someone that says, in, in, in his presence, there is fullness of joy. He says, at his right hand, there are pleasures evermore. You can draw from that stream. You can draw from that strength. You can draw from that joy that can help you to combat whatever the enemy is throwing at you. And this morning, I just want us, including myself, to pay attention to our hearts. Looking word. Like the psalmist says, search me, God, search me, and see if there is any wicked way in me. I don't know what we are holding on to that is actually restricting us. God is telling us this morning, let go. Let God allow God to do what He wants to do through you, in you, and with you give God a chance let him take away that burden no wonder the Bible says he, he, he says there's, there's a yoke that is lighter it says there's a burden that he wants to put on you that is not as heavy as what you are carrying upon yourself it says his yoke is lighter now briefly before we pray this morning what do I need to do what do I need to do to ensure that my heart is actually guarded properly number one pay attention to what you allow in your heart the bible says in the book of second corinthians chapter 13 verse 5 it says examine yourself if you be in christ it says test yourself prove yourself brethren my husband cannot check my heart for me i am the only one that knows the burden that i carry For if only you can open up to him Who is able to reach out to you today number two deal with those issues every issue you need to deal with brethren let's not sweep it under the carpet deal with them if you need to cry it out if you need to find a place you know to pour your heart out to God if you need to run into the wilderness like the way Elijah did to have a retreat people of God let's do it so that we don't give the devil a foothold to deprive of, of, of what God has in stock for us. Number three, Ephesians chapter six, verse sixteen says, Take up the shield of faith, that you may be able to do what? Quench the direct fears of the enemy. Romans ten seventeen says, Faith cometh by what? Hearing. And what do you hear? The word of God you keep hearing that word of God build up your faith so that when those things come you are able to identify you are able to stand firm to shield up against things number th- number four be sensitive and discerning the devil can use anyone anything anyhow it might even be just a drop of water from your husband or from your wife or from your best friend from whoever from your leader from a- anybody to just shoot, shoot that arrow at your heart but if you are able to discern that oh, it is not this person talking; it's actually the devil he's trying to get my heart, you will know how to take the necessary step. And the last point is be focused, avoid distractions. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 2 says, "We are surrounded with so much cloud of witnesses. People of God, they are not just they are not just good witnesses in heaven. You have witnesses on earth." You have people that are waiting to see your downfall. they are also negative witnesses. It says we are surrounded by them. And because of that, it says, let's lay aside every way. And the sin that so easily, that so secretly, that so discreetly beset us. It says, Let, let's run with patience the race that is set before us verse 2 says looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith and I'm going to round up with a Bible reading this morning in Proverbs chapter 3 sorry Proverbs chapter 4 from verse 20 to 27 and um, the key point is it says my son attend to my words incline thy heart to my sayings the word of God has gone ahead of us it says keep them in sight keep them in the midst of your heart don't lose focus of what God has sent ahead of us this year it says when you find them they are held to your flesh they are the ones that will empower you to be able to stand against the wise of the devil those are the things that will help you that will equip you to be able to face your giants to be able to even when you walk through the valley of the shadow of death you will fear no evil because you carry the God that is with you and I'm just quickly run to um, verse 25 sir he says let thy eyes look straight on and let thy eyelids look straight before you brethren let's lay aside every those little little things they are what the devil the Bible says they are little um, forces that spoils the vine. The devil understands that. And that's why he will bring them your way. The way that sister just spoke to me, please, I don't want to be a part of it anymore. There are little, little things, arrows, that you don't you feel, oh, it's my right. I just want to exercise my right. People of God, the devil is smart. So he knows where to shoot those arrows. But we are the one that will take our stand and ensure that those arrows. Does not penetrate into our heart. It is my prayer this morning that for every one of us that are heavy laden this morning, the Lord will give us rest on every side in the name of Jesus.